Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about backtracking in your game. Yes. Some call it retconning, I think, too. Saul uses these terms and I have to look them up because I don't know what it, they mean. I think it's a movie term, I think. Yes, I looked it up and it's doing the same. It's It says that it's a different interpretation of a previously described event. Hmm. And I use the example of a, of a murder mystery where each person is telling their perspective. So that's it. I think that then the role players are using it differently. What they do is they use it to change what happened in the game. Not just because it's a different perspective, because they want to change what happened in the game. So backtracking. I think it's an interesting thing to do. I think. I don't usually do that very often, no, I don't think. No, and I don't, I don't think it's an interesting thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting when you do it. I mean, for the reasons to do it. You know, because I think in the past, I think I, in the Shadowrun game, I did it sort of when the next following session, I said, oh, you know what? Change something. And everybody just goes, okay. It was like window dressing to me, right? It was like, oh, this, this didn't happen uh, inside a bank. It happened inside an office building or something so it didn't really matter. But for me to make the story make sense, that's what I did. I mean, that's that's the kind of uh, back, what do you call it? Backtracking. Backtracking I've done is where I changed a little element of something that happened before only for my own, in my own head, for it to make sense. And the players seemed oblivious to the change, even when I told them about it, right? Well, I think that we're talking more about this 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 scenario. This guy says that, he ran this adventure in a crypt and all his play his players got killed. Oh. But you only and had like two players. Two right? players, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's not very And many. he let he says, I let them manage their own sheets and the next day one of the players came back to him and said, I didn't update my my saves when we up when we upgraded our characters. Right. And he says, I was one point short I was one point short. <laughs> I want to redo the battle. <laughs> and but so this GM dead, right? says, What are the pros and cons of doing this? Right. And I'm going to tell you that you should say no right now. Because one, they run their character sheet. If they didn't put it on it and they didn't update it or upgrade whatever they were supposed to when they leveled up, that's their problem. You know, there's only two players, right? And they're going to a crypt. So the chances of them being successful, if you throw something that's meaningly tough at them, is not very good. There's not enough support for them. Now, I could possibly run a game. For, I could run a game for with one player. But it would be a totally different game than if I ran a game for five, six players, right? So if the if the if the players came back to me and said, you know what, I made a mistake. I didn't this this one role. If I would have made this one role, things would have been different or possibly different. You know what? I would have said, okay, you know what? Let's go through the whole adventure again. Let's do it. Let's do it again. I would do. I would be willing to do that because this is for one player. For two. For the two players okay. in this situation. But then don't, don't you set a bad precedent? Okay, there's that. But at the same time, I would weigh out. I would, I would kind of try to gauge how put off this player would be or players, these two players would be, if I didn't do that. Would I lose my gaming group <laughs> if this is all I had to play with? Maybe you could do something. And one of the suggestions from one of the GMs <laughs> that answered this question, which I thought was a good suggestion, okay. was to run the same scenario with new players well yeah there's that and have them pull the old players out and heal them oh oh like 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 happen really close yes (laughs) or something like that versus oh yeah sure 
go ahead. We'll redo the okay. we'll redo the yeah. battle. All right. And then you know you can change everything you did and and what could happen is is though the players could be real smart ass and make and make and I'm using air quotes here make the exact same character and Bill the butcher is now Bob the bather or bath salt maker <laughs> and it's exactly the same character and they go in and they do the same thing. Would you as a GM allow that? No. <laughs> So they would have to make totally, totally different characters. Our friend Mike is always talking about coddling the players <laughs> and consequences to your actions. So I'm just going to say right now that Saul always says, and if Saul ever says this and you're playing a game with him, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> That's a clue to you that you may want to backtrack your statement right then and there before you move forward. Because he'll let you do whatever you want. But you're gonna suffer the consequences of it. <laughs> I'm I am self defense. I also say, you know, are you really doing that? So, well, anyway, uh, I think I don't know. I I'm not a killer GM. No, right? you're not. I've never. I don't think I've. Well, but you do like players to acknowledge and and you, so a lot of times you'll say, "Is that in game? Did you really say that? <laughs> yes. Are you going to say that? Because if you're saying it in the game, there's going to be consequences to it, right?" right. Versus, why are you metagaming at the table? That kind of thing. <laughs> so you don't. So you don't like the idea of backtracking. No. Not for I don't. No. Okay. So if I'm stupid enough to do something stupid, what about for then... little things? You know, like I don't know what little things could be. Like, uh, for example, uh, let's say a character, a character player says, "Oh, my character." You know, when we went into that lady's house and we saw that brooch. Can I just take it instead of leaving it there? And if it doesn't mean anything, and if it, really the brooch doesn't mean anything, and it's just like an extra ten gold pieces in his pocket, would you let him do that? Why would he even ask that? <laughs> I don't Is know. Is he a thief? I well, mean, maybe he might be, or or something. Or maybe he could, instead of instead of phrasing it the way he did, maybe he could phrase it as, "Remember when we were in that lady's house? I forgot to tell you, I picked up the brooch and put okay. it in my pocket." Okay, that might be that. You know, Okay, but would you allow that? Would you? I I think it would be okay. I I don't I don't see a problem with that kind of thing, right? So for me, uh, all, uh, time is a big deal, right? If something just happened, like literally moments ago, like oh, you could, can you, do you mind if I don't do that? You know, and and other stuff hasn't happened on top of that, right? So that when you change that one thing, you don't have to change five different things after that happened. So I think that's okay. Right, like if somebody says, "Oh, I'm gonna fire my bow," I'm gonna and he starts rolling his rolls. But you know what? Instead of rolling my, instead of doing that, I'm going to hide. Okay, okay, sure, I'll let that happen. That seem seem plausible, yes. reasonable. That, that yeah. Uh, what happens? You know, I, I I tend to do things. You know, I am I consider myself a, a a GM that's in favor of their players, right? So if something they want to backtrack it, that gives them a little bit of an advantage. Like, you know, use a piece of terrain that, that they had kind of forgotten to to uh, to utilize. You know, the high ground. You know, yes. you know how important the high ground is. The Star high ground War is always important. Star Wars told you that the high ground is important. <laughs> so I hate to digress. But th th I saw this <laughs> I saw this YouTube video where they, they show somebody on high ground. And it's actually not very advantageous, at least in sword fighting. Right. This one guy has a sword and the other per they both have swords of equal length. But the problem with the person who's on the high ground... They can get stabbed in the stomach easily. Or the feet, right? You can go after the person's feet, and it's just as... You know, if somebody chops at your feet and, like, 
know, chops half your foot <laughs> off, that would definitely uh, impede your fighting ability. I thought it was kind of interesting. So, and, it, and it opens up different areas for attack where the, where the person on the ground could attack the feet and the midsection. The person on top could really basically only attack the head yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. T- the top part of the torso, which that's where people's you know, attention is. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Ewan McGregor or uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he was incorrect in the high ground. Because, uh, remember that famous statement? Stop butchering the accent, dude. So, Anakin, I think, I the, think the battle is lost. I've had the high ground. <laughs> That's my Mexican Scottish accent. <laughs> Jolie's beside herself. I think that the only. Okay, the only problem with allowing players to redo stuff right away, right? I don't think that's a problem, but it allows metagaming into it, right? Like, oh, if I do that, then this could happen. Da, da, okay, da. and then, if, if that's but if happening. I went this way, then. Uh, but you should always allow for those kind of planning sessions, or at least give the opportunity for the players to discuss amongst themselves what their plan is. Sometimes you do. right. Sometimes, sometimes you they don't. have time. Sometimes if the, you if don't. The, if the characters have enough time. Another thing is players may not have the information or the expertise but the character should right the character mm-hmm. should be able to figure out oh in this situation i am i'm my sh- shooting with the bow is not as very good but my hiding is really good you know the character himself wouldn't do something stupid well okay they might do something stupid but the character you know character knowledge instead of player knowledge right so i mean how many players out there have actual knowledge about hunting and fishing and hiding and stalking it depends on who you're playing with well of course if you're playing with an elite special forces person but joe who's the office boy you know iggy the stock boy it probably doesn't do a lot of that they stuff. might read it. they might have read a lot of stuff though so you never know well I, the only other i see a con of allowing these players to go back in and redo their these two that died right oh yeah to that's go back the... in and redo the battle yeah. is that one it's going to take away the well, they've already been through the whole thing. It, yeah. it takes away the surprise yeah. of what's going to happen, yeah. right? It's the idea that maybe they don't want to lose their character. But if you go up against something that you know is going to kill you, like if you run into a dragon and you don't walk away, <laughs> then you shouldn't go back to the GM and say, well, I really probably shouldn't have fought that dragon. Can I please have my character back and redo the encounter? Correct. Well, we just recently played an online game where I thought it was a pretty tough fight. I thought we were going to die because there was a lot of kobolds and then all these little ice creatures started attacking us and them breathing on us like they took, uh, what? A, Five a fifth, A fifth of my hit points, yes. right? We were third level and it was only four players, which I thought was a really good size. I think we did pretty good. But then after that battle, we didn't even get a chance to breathe. More kobolds come out and a... a, a and a small dragon. A small dragon the size of a large dog, right? Which, so... Negotiation was our best was our best option. <laughs> Even though it almost did not end well in the negotiations, right? But we we did it because all four of us, being experienced players, knew there was no way we would defeat a well, dragon. Well, one one character, uh, Jim, I forgot what he was playing. What what character name was? Dwarf, a rogue yeah, dwarf. Dwarf, dwarf, ugh, rogue dwarf. He had been hit a couple of times because he was kind of he kind of separated the party. He was on his own. He got hit a number of times. He got hit like three or three, four times. And none of us had a lot of hit points. And none of, well, we were about 25 hit points average. I had 31 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I had 24. And he might have had about the same. And I don't know about the Druid, but, but that little first skirmish wasn't all that bad for us, the three of us. 
But the dwarf, he had got hit more because he was by himself and he had more creatures on him or attacking him. And so just the law of averages, he got hit more. He was not doing very well. I mean, he was like more, more almost half hit points. So he was down to like 15. And I'm thinking that dragon could possibly done 15 <laughs> hit points of dragon with his dragon breath. Even yes. though he was only the size of a small dog. Doesn't matter. I mean, he was a dragon. He was a dragon. And I think you encountered a little dragon. What Remember the, the little... Little worm? The little worm. Oh. <laughs> that thing killed me. Or would have killed me. I think it only knocked you out. It breathed on you, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think the only thing that saved uh, Alan was because he had that uncanny dodge because he was a, yes. a rogue and was able to uh, avoid getting hit by the breath weapon. So in that case, what would have happened if we would have... I don't think our GM would have let us retcon if we all died. And like, no, let's say no, no. We're just going to attack. And, One, there wouldn't have been enough time. Well, right. There's that. But if there was enough time, you think you would you, no. we, we were all died and said... Well, can we uh, backtrack all the way back to the beginning of that? When we, when we see the dragon, can we, can we start over? <laughs> no. So you're right. I think this idea that you can redo the whole adventure, probably not. I probably would not well, say yes, even though I did say yes a moment ago. Because I, I, you're right. Because where's the, the Where's the excitement, excitement, the newness of it? What, why would you want to redo it is my question. Now, playing totally different characters in to rescue those two bodies? or That was if, a great idea from one of the GMs yeah. that answered the question. I think the the consensus of the article that I read was that it's up to each GM to decide whether they want to let you redo stuff. Of but the the are you going to have a good time doing it? Are you setting an expectation to your players that you're always going to let them redo yes. stuff? Are you trying to are you playing with kids where you're trying to teach them the consequences of actions? Mm-hmm. Are you playing with adults where they might need to know that there are consequences to their <laughs> actions? <laughs> are you There's all these ideas, right? Do you, like Saul says, you let them redo something or you, you, you put, you, you tell something that is a, a, a different perspective or, oh, I meant to tell you that you were in a shop instead of a bank when you did this. Right. Something like that, that is unimportant to the game, except in your head. Right. And you just want to tell the people or a character that says, you know, I really shouldn't have done that. I think that I should give you this because I shouldn't have earned it or or something like that versus you killed me i want to redo it <laughs> <laughs> well i was talking about that brooch if somebody stole a brooch or something or whatever and i'm thinking you know maybe the character the player had written down on his character sheet or had rolled on the personality trait or whatever that the person was a klepto or greedy yeah so by bypassing that taking of the brooch would go against that character's right. uh personality so you know what I totally forgot about this person about me being greedy or being having kleptomaniac uh, <laughs> uh, tendencies. I'm a thief, dude. Yeah, and so or even if it's a druid, right, or anything else, right, where it's not a thief, or a thief would say, "Oh yeah, I take it." But another character who has that that right, character right. flaw, right? right? So, but but see that character flaw would if you were to take an approach, let's say they're trying to sneak into a house without leaving any evidence right. that they had snuck in the house. So taking approach would might play against that so he didn't do it because the player says oh i don't want to leave evidence but then he remembered that his character was kind of a klepto but you could also use that as a learning experience for him so the next time something like that occurs he would remember that he would have to take it right as his character or or have it you know you have, have, have to, have, have to roll it. to uh, i i need to roll to consider whether i'm going to take this well, you, put could it do in my that. you could do the the steve uh may uh, way of deciding actions or you could just decide whether you're going to do it. No, I'm going to fight that urge right now. Okay, fine. That I mean, I don't give, I don't usually like rolling for stuff like that. Rolling for stuff like no, that. I, I understand. 
But no, so when he says that, he means that, you know, Steve is always doing this. It's more when we play board games than <laughs> role-playing games. No, but he does that like if he has to, you know, if, if he has to. If there's going to be splash damage or something, yes. he'll go, okay, you're one, two, you're three, four, you're five, six. He'll roll a dice and go, okay, you're you're I, dead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, but the dice told me. <laughs> so yes, there you go. But he does do that for board games where yes. he has to. Where he has to choose who to give a bad card to or something because he doesn't want his wife to get pissed off at him. <laughs> he doesn't care if I get pissed off at no, him. but It doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> That's a load of died, Steve. Okay. So the, you're right. There's that idea. Yeah. Right? I think the biggest drawback of redoing stuff is metagaming, right? Because you're you're redoing it because you realize that like not at the not in the moment, but later on if you go back and see Oh yeah, it's well, total metagaming, right? Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't have died because I forgot to add one point to my yeah, to my classic. thing. See there, you know, I really had this, so you shouldn't have killed me. I don't know. Maybe you should just make a new character and and learn from that experience. Right, and and in that case, you know, the one point probably I would be very real suspicious if that one adding one point to that person save that character save would have really changed the whole outcome of the battle or the whole outcome of the situation, or would have prevented both of the characters from dying. I know a save can do that, and if if he remembers, oh, I missed it by one, which I I'm kind of suspicious about. So uh, you're right. I probably would not, you know, I said I would let them play it over. But then again, as a GM, would I want them to go through the same? I guess it's like I a dungeon. I, right? Yeah, yeah. It was and a so, crypt, yeah. And, and, and I wouldn't, yeah. Or, or I would say, you know what, uh, you know, just make different characters and we'll continue with it from there. Or like you said, you know, I like that idea where you make new characters and you save the old characters. There's a, another idea that came out of that article was that. Actually, you have a cleric though. Yeah, you should always have a clerk. The other idea that came out of that article was that you could, it gives the the GM a chance to, to tell the story in a different way, to make it more exciting. So say you do replay it, but you change it up a little oh, bit. Oh, definitely have to change it. You, that, you know, if you go in there and whatever killed those guys, maybe it died or something because they hit it and it's laying there dead next to them. Right. So, but there's something else in there. Right. Or I like, yeah, I, I don't mind the idea of replaying it kind of. Except it might be a little bit boring, but I wouldn't replay it exactly the same. I would change monsters. I would change the situation. Yeah, I wouldn't let you go back into the battle and and oh, I get to add my one point. Oh, I made it. Oh, oh, go. <laughs> oh, that might be interesting to go back to that one moment and replay from there and see if it stayed the same. That would have to be like a dream sequence <laughs> or something, or a, a time loop thing or something. Something the alternate universe. It, you know, like there's a certain there's a couple of movies that do that rather and well. And the idea, also the idea that you that you failed by one point isn't that the randomness of rolling the dice the yeah, randomness of, it... of i mean because like the game we played in online with the guy that was playing the druid he was rolling excellently oh yeah he was making every single roll, oh my god it's terrible which was amazing and, and we, we kept roll. going we, and we kept going that's that it, all of us were laughing because you know the dice fall the way the dice fall right <laughs> it was funny, even like, electronic dice yeah, yeah. it was funny because we were playing and we're playing the Connor Champions because uh, tabletop events has all kinds of things canceled, and they run convention. They're the they do the payment system. They do the the game setting up game or getting the, into the game slots and all that crap. And a lot of conventions use it. And uh, in fact, Kublicon was using it. Yes, this first time I think this year. And and they were basically saying we're going to go out of business yes, because, because all these conventions have canceled and. And taking all of the money away from us that yeah, we, we would don't have take. no revenue, no nothing. And it, and unfortunately, it, they just can't shut down and save money by not having their servers and start back up. 
they have to keep the servers going and that of course takes a lot of money but anyway so we you know we decided to play to help them out a little bit and i think they almost funded they, they wanted fifty four thousand bucks to be able to Go keep for the servers so for the, can, to the end yeah. of the year we were talking about rolling dice. Oh, we randomness on, oh you were talking about rolling dice and and i forgot his name uh but uh but the player was being really lucky and so I was uh, uh, Grammon or Grammon yeah. was the character's name. You're right. Grammon was the character's name. And so we, we, we what I, my character finally said, he goes, well, you just keep keep looking and doing everything because you're fantastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept rolling out. My rolls were like all His observation 10. rolls or whatever they were, were, were not really uh, tracking. He was he tracking. Yeah, he was yeah. uh, observing. He was doing survival, all, all survival. kinds of things. And, and, you know, Saul was rolling like fours and fives. Yeah, and... I was not doing very well. So I just kept saying, well, I don't see a thing. I don't but see just... it, but what do you see? <laughs> we're, we're, we're follow... I'm following you. That's all I was doing. It was... And it turned out pretty fun. That is the randomness of yes. the dice, right? So yes. it doesn't matter what your skills are for your character. And I think that that should be an element you consider before you let people reduce stuff. So you had mentioned coddling. I don't know when, but, you know, uh, Mike, who, who kept came up with this idea of coddling players or not coddling I don't think them. he actually came up with the idea, but he says that a lot of people are coddling players yes. these days instead of allowing them in the, the way we but used he, to do it he, in the he old kept days. using the term, let the dice fall where they may, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And so there is some truth to that, right? There is some truth that the dice are the final arbitrators of fate. Shadowrun is the absolute is the absolute <laughs> true trueness of that, right? Why? You have so many dice and <laughs> you can have a dice pool of thirty two and you may not get one six in those thirty two when you roll. Oh, you need a five or a six, so that's a little better. Well, I'm just saying that, yeah. you know, you, you may not get any successes. You may get like twenty ones but no successes. Right. You know, things like that happen, right? So you have to be prepared for that as a player, right? You, that 20-sided <laughs> dice has a one on it, so sometimes you fail. Different things like that, oh, right? Oh, no, and sometimes the dice are really against you. I mean, That's I, why I, the I, dice I be... have little jails that you put them in and you don't <laughs> use them for the rest of the day. Well, I remember I told, I retold, I've told the story about Bay and his character in Tales of the Loop. He had an eight-dice pool, and all he needs is a six. One six to succeed. And and you have the mechanic of uh, there's a built-in mechanic where you can push a roll, which means you, if you if you push a roll and if you succeed you're good, but if you fail you take a condition. You get four conditions and you're out of the game. We had that that kind of mechanic in the Alien game, <laughs> and let me tell you, you took stress for every single time you failed or you, or you pushed, and you ended up with these extra stress dice that were always bad. You could never it, once you got to a certain amount of stress you just curled up into a ball and laid on the floor until <laughs> your stress went away. Which was funny because one guy was playing the, the stress mechanic. Uh, what is it? I would say the, the number crunching game, right? Yeah. Because in the oh in the the one I we I ran at the at Pacificon. Remember the the pilot? Mm -hmm. He had figured out because he had like he goes well if I only had four three dice then my chances of rolling a six a one on that die is really low and all this other stuff right so he kept pushing and push he pushed like three times you know so what in that game instead of instead of just you pushing and you get to do you do get to roll over you add a die so there's a mechanic where actually you get better as yeah. you get more and more stressed out but and you it, also get to where you can't move if you get too stressed out <laughs> when the robot is coming to kill you. Or so, the, so what's what fun it? about that is that the extra die is a different color, and so you, you know, in the, in the alien game, there's the regular dice are black and the stress die are yellow. And so I actually had black dice, just not the fancy ones from from the from Modifius or Free League. 
And I uh, so he had black dice and he had, and he had the yellow dice. And if you roll a one on the on the stress die, that means that you, you get another complication. You have to roll to see if you panic. Yes. And so as you get more stress, you actually get chances of succeeding go up because you have more dice. But you also get chances of curling up into a ball <laughs> go up. Right, right. <laughs> So it's a really good mechanic, but the, this guy must have been a mathematician because he's like in his head, he's figuring out the odds right. of how much these extra dice were doing, were gonna do, and the chance of him rolling the one on him. And then after that, what he, you know, what you need to roll <laughs> to get a, a actual panic right. attack. Right. I, I think he pushed it to the edge, and he goes, "Well, one more, <laughs> put me in the danger zone." And so he did it again. He he stressed himself out, added another die, and then. He panicked because it because the more stress you have, the easier it is for you to panic. By the way, that's an excellent mechanic thing <laughs> and the and or mechanism for the alien yes. game because you do get stressed and you are gonna want those extra stress dies because you do you want to succeed. You want to succeed because otherwise you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It fits. The, it fits the game really well. So. You're right. Uh, uh, going back and figuring out that you want to change things because it, you were one point off. Yes, or that might be. If a I would have rolled a six instead of a five, or if I wouldn't have rolled that one. Well, the, we've been in those situations in the the, the games I run, either D and D or 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 even Shadowrun, where people are like, "I gotta make this roll, right?" And and you know what Saul does is, if you don't make the roll, he lets you roll it again. I mean, and most good GMs will, right? Like you, you roll a one and you're gonna get your head chopped off because you fall or something. And I don't think I've ever let you guys re-roll something, have I? Yeah, you have. Oh, I'm a terrible GM. <laughs> well, no, I think of the. It comes with playing with kids where you you can see that they're gonna cry, and you go, okay. I don't know what was the last. That's time a I different did that? kind of of do over than hmm. coming back to you and saying, well, if I I forgot to put this point on there. <laughs> so for me, it's like. I think it's it's okay for little things. Mm -hmm. It's okay for things that just happened, mm -hmm. like you know the action before. Uh, I think it, it it's okay to make the story make sense, or like change the scene, like you said. Yeah. Oh, that didn't happen in a bank. It happened in a grocery store or whatever. Or it didn't happen on the second story. It happened on the fourth story, <laughs> for whatever reason. Whatever reason. Unless it makes... you're trying to get to the hundred and second, hundred and fifty second floor or something, <laughs> then you know. If the, yeah, like, and along with that, if the change is just window dressing, right? Yeah. Then it's okay. The cons, again, I'm going to say players use it to change an approach. Like, let's say they have three competing ideas, and they go, well, they go with the one they like the best. Well, that didn't work. Let's that, try it again. Let's try it again. And they're like, oh, okay, and then try it again. That's probably not a good reason to retcon or backtrack a game if it happens a lot. And it's kind of uh, an idea that I have to use it as a crutch. What could go wrong? Or what is what do you got to lose to use a... Yeah, a well, and it takes away the excitement, right? Right. And uh, and the, and I think the one that really, for me, is I don't want backtracked is when, when players use it to change to change a dumb decision they make. Because, you know, I don't usually, I don't usually run games on a, on a high, what is it, a high time structure. You know, like, a, not time structure, yeah, like on a time limit. I don't say... Okay, every, you have one minute to tell me what you're going to do. Yeah, or 30 seconds, right? What are you going to do? You know, usually, and, I, and I'm actually too lax in that sense because sometimes when a battle happens, they start strategizing. They're going, okay, you're going to do this. You're going to go that. And, I'm not, and I, and I kind of let that go on a little bit too long. But, like, I, so I should shorten that because they don't, you know. 
Or you should just get up and walk out of the room and let the players no, have no, their no, discussion. No, 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 no. Because you know, in a in a in a time in a time sensitive situation, you don't want yeah. an hour of strategizing, right? It doesn't make any sense. So at the same time, though, you know, there are games where that has to happen, though. And I'm going to tell you right now, Shadowrun is one of them. <laughs> well, Shadowrun usually have that session where you're planning stuff. Yes. But that's like. That's like a, a Mission Impossible, right? Yes. Where they where they have oh we're gonna go do this on on Sunday and today's Monday, so we're planning what the thing is or the Italian job or what's that other one? The Ocean's Eleven. But right? it's funny. I thought it was just our group that did that, but I was watching <laughs> YouTube and all groups do that because you have to have that. You have to figure oh, out what run, you're gonna, yeah, yeah. You have to figure out what you're gonna do. Yeah, and of course, like well, somebody said you. It all goes wrong because somebody missed the stealth roll. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, so that's an idea. That that's one thing. The idea that that I don't want them to the players to to spend too much time planning something, and then they go and then if the plan doesn't work well, well we're gonna change the plan. Yeah. You know we're gonna try a different take. Probably not or or change the decision. You know a dumb decision. So basically, what you're saying is that. It's okay to change the small things. Right. It's okay to backtrack if you're in the moment. But if you give the player an opportunity and, and you say, are you sure you're going to do that? And they say yes. And you say, okay. And they do it. And they do it. It's a dumb decision. It's a dumb decision. And they die. Or they get, or, or they really cause the death of another character. Or the, Yeah. Or, they, or something like that. That would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. So you got to think about what you're going to let people backtrack on or... or Redo retcon. or retcon, maybe. But in a mystery game, it might be pretty cool to see all the different perspectives or something. How people that would be a different mechanic. That game. would be a different kind of yeah. Yeah, because that but different perspective doesn't change. Doesn't change what what you, really what, happened. what happened. Yeah, right. I think you you be very careful about backtracking. Don't get into the habit of doing it all the time. The less you do it, I think it's the better for I you so. as a GM and your players, right? Especially as a GM, because your players are gonna get this expectation that you will do it if you do it if you do it more than once yeah even if you do it once you become the, they're going to come back to you and say oh, i really didn't yes. want to do that can i please have my spell back can i please have my gym or change their spell you know something like that yeah. what about that well see you know, that's, how, how you pick your spells at the beginning yeah. of the day for like a cleric or druid? well clerics I don't. I don't know exactly how that works because I've never played a cleric. Well, but they have to choose but their spells. That's why the I speak. That's why I play a sorceress <laughs> because I have access to all my spells and I have spell slots yes. and I can choose what I'm doing. Right. Versus a wizard or a, or a warlock or a, or a cleric who has to pick their spells for the day and learn them or whatever. Yes. I. I just thought that that was just too hard because then what if I pick the wrong spell? Oh, not only that. There's information overload or uh, well, not information, but decision overload yeah. there's so many spells that you can take for the cleric like let's say you yeah you have access to all of all them. your you spells just have to choose but you just gotta choose which ones you're gonna use that day yeah or that session yeah. you're like well oh, how man. do you know what you're gonna run into that day so you know, you, the good thing they did is that is that in the old days clerics used to have to choose you know like like healing spells right but what they did now is that you could swap out any level spell for a healing spell Oh, see. So, so that's okay. So that kind of gives you a little yeah. bit more. Uh, what is it? Uh, see, with that game that we were playing online, we didn't have a healer, and I didn't. I looked in my in my in my. It was the characters were provided. I looked in to see if I had any healing potions, and I didn't. So I no, couldn't even help no, the dwarf. We were, we were, no, we were. 
I don't know about the druid. The, I don't know what spells the druid. I think druids do have some sort of healing, but I don't know what what level. Yeah, it is I don't or, know what level it is or and, anything. Yeah. And he wasn't throwing any kind of healing spells. No. That I saw. No. So I would use it judiciously, and I would probably use it sparingly, very sparingly, and probably not even like once per session, once every five sessions or something like that. Because you're right. I think if if you give in as a GM, then players, you know. Give oh, they'll take inch, advantage of you. Give it an inch, and you'll, they'll take a whole foot. And you'll sit there, and you will listen to the person <laughs> explain to you why they can shoot through walls, <laughs> and the angle, and you know where the arrow is coming from, and how they managed to do this. How it could be and, a perfect shot. And you know, if I would have just rolled that one other dice, or I forgot that I get advantage, I should have been oh, able yes. to do that. Advantages. And you'll be sitting there, and you will never do anything except redo stuff. So, <laughs> Reconning the whole game. So I'm just going to say for me, I probably wouldn't redo stuff, but unless, you know, you know, if it's a little kid that dies, I would probably say, okay, <laughs> here comes a healer and they heal you and you didn't die. Cause that's just the way I am. I don't want little kids to cry at my table. So there now adults, they can cry all they want. <laughs> we'll <She'll> see. Care. <laughs> I probably wouldn't let them cry either. <laughs> But don't count on Saul not letting them cry. <laughs> I've, I've gotten a little bit uh, more, uh, what is it, hardened. Yes. And uh, I, I could give a crap if they die. So good luck honestly. with your asking to redo things. <laughs> this is Game of Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. Have, have a, a great day. day.